Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action, a weekly podcast presented by the Knowledge Center at Chaddock. Join host Karen Doyle Buckwalter for an insightful, informative, and inspiring conversation with leading researchers, authors, and clinicians discussing issues in attachment theory. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review and share with your professional network. For additional resources, training opportunities, and blogs, please visit tkcchaddock.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. I am your host, Karen Doyle Buckwalter, joining you today for another episode and some very big news about the podcast. That's actually the last time I'm going to be saying that to all of you. As some of you may know, I am departing from my work at Chadock, moving on to the next chapter. And as a result of that, someone else is going to be hosting the podcast. So this is actually the last podcast interview I am going to be doing. And I'm going to do this show with the new host. And we're going to switch things around a little bit because she is going to interview me for my final episode here with all of you. So, but first I want to tell you some information about our new host and a little bit about her background and um, give you a feel for what she's going to be doing here on the podcast. So first of all, her name is Jenna Kelly and she is an LCSW and she has worked as a therapist, a consultant and a trainer and a supervisor in children and family mental health services. She is passionate about helping increase security and healing for children and families while also supporting professionals who work with families through reflective practice. She has a postgraduate certificate from the Infant Parent Mental Health Program uh, that is in Boston, that um, Edtronic, Dr. Edtronic is part of. So one of the things that I just love about Jenna taking over hosting the podcast is her experience training and love of attachment for the podcast. So she has consulted in multiple schools and early childhood programs, and she works in a program that is part of Chaddock's Array for Services, where she offers early childhood mental health consultation through a program called Caregiver Connections. And that's a program that serves caregivers all over the state of Illinois. And what I mean by that is they are folks that are working in early childhood centers uh, and places like that, as opposed to parents of children. So I think that you all are going to love getting to know Jenna, and I'm excited and looking forward to the interviews and exciting people that Jenna will be bringing to the podcast. So stay tuned. She's going to be joining me in just a minute as we write the next chapter for the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. 
Supporting children and families who have experienced great loss and endured extreme trauma is a daunting task. At Chaddock, we have the experience and longevity to understand the type of support needed to keep the best and brightest engaged with this work. In July, the Knowledge Center at Chaddock will launch the next session of the Developmental Trauma and Attachment Institute for helpers who seek to be rejuvenated and revitalized in their work with children and families. This type of renewal and confidence is a natural byproduct of gaining specialized knowledge, advanced skills, consultation guidance, mentorship, and most importantly, being in a community providing the experience of being seen and understood. We have designed an experience and a soft place to land where all of these needs will be met in one central place. For more information on the Developmental Trauma and Attachment Institute, to join the waitlist for more information or to sign up, visit tkcchaddock.org. Wow, welcome listeners, and I am here with the amazing Jenna Kelly. Jenna, please say hello to our listeners. Hi, Karen. I'm so excited and honored to be here with you today, so thank you for this opportunity. Yes. So I was letting our listeners know that you are going to be stepping into the shoes of the host of the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. And I think it's important, you know, for them to tell, know a little bit about you. I, I shared a bit about your, your background in the intro, the way I typically do in a podcast. But I always like if somebody, in addition to kind of their formal training and education can share just more of their story of how they came into this work, like why, why they wanted to do this or how they, some of us, I think, kind of just stumble into it. Well, do we though? Do, maybe we unconsciously <laughs> stumble right. into it. So sort of what's your story? I mean, I know you're also, you know, a circle of security facilitator. Um, you've, you've done, you know, lots of, of training around attachment and trauma and, and how, how did you get on this path? Yeah, sure. Well, I, you know, I have a lot of layers just like, like all of us do. Right. And, um, you know, I can talk more about who I am professionally and personally, but like you said, it always runs deeper than that. And I think that's why we all tune into this podcast is because it's all about those attachments and relationships that, that shape who we are, especially those early attachments and and relationships. And so those are very much at the core of who I am um, and have really, I think, like you said, sometimes I I felt like maybe I, I stumbled into this field, but it, you know, now I say like social work and mental health, I didn't pick it. It it chose me because Mm -hmm. we all have, our own unfinished business that we are tending to. And so being in this field has allowed me to experience, you know, my own growth and and healing and transformation. And then I'm someone who is, you know, deeply committed and passionate about helping other people do the same, same thing. Um, Especially those people who've maybe been marginalized, traumatized, you know, just, needing some support in really tapping into their own voice and their own power, because that's something I think in my story that I can also relate to. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with some of the professional personal stuff, and then maybe we can dive in a little bit more to my story as well. But, um, 
you know, I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I've got my credential in infant and early childhood mental health and a postgraduate certificate in infant parent mental health. And I've played, you know, several different roles throughout my career in the last 20 years. And I think all of those roles are really embodied in who I am and I'm sure will be um, part of me as host. And now I'm adding podcast host to one of those roles, which is exciting and a little surreal. Um, But yeah, I'm a therapist. I'm a reflective and clinical supervisor. I'm an infant early childhood mental health consultant and also a leader for that consultation program um, that's statewide in Illinois. I'm also a trainer and a facilitator and a yoga teacher. And, um, you know, I also have many personal roles as well. So I think I'm like a self-diagnosed overthinker (laughs) (laughs) and lifelong learner as, as we all are. And I'm also a mom, which I think is a big part of my story and my why, Um, you know, I was a very young mom. I was 19 when I had my son, a single mom. And, you know, I think when I looked at him, it was really mirrored back to me about you know, how important it was for me to be the best version that I could be for him so that I could be as available to him as a caregiver and mother. And, you know, we did have Google and internet back then, but it wasn't like smartphone, everything at your fingertips. And um, so I remember I had all these like things up on the fr- on my refrigerator of, you know, developmental milestones for him and activities that I could be doing with him. And, you know, that was my, that was my smartphone. And, um, and like I said, I just, I think I knew, even if I didn't fully recognize it then, you know, looking back, I knew how important it was that, that I had to, to look at myself uh, more deeply um, and, and, be available to him in a, in a really attuned way. And so that, that was kind of a pivotal moment in my development that really, you know, I was kind of just taking community college classes at the time and it's like, okay, I've got to find some purpose here and some more direction for myself and for him. Um, And so, you know, like I said, that's when I think social work and mental health kind of picked me because I was sort of stumbling on that path, but that really solidified it for me. Um, Some other roles that I have personally are, oh, I'm also a dog mom. I can't forget to mention my my two babies. Um, (laughs) I'm also a wife. I'm a sister. I'm a twin sister, which has also been an interesting part of my story. And she's very much an important attachment figure for me um, growing up and and still now, although we can, of course, still duke it out like only twins could do. Yes. Um, um, I'm also, you know, a friend, a daughter, a granddaughter, and many, many more roles as we as we all have. But like I said, I think thinking about attachment really kind of transcends all of those roles and, and, and really gets more deeply into who we are and my own attachment and early relational history. You know, I was very lucky to have a lot of love and security and and belonging in my caregiving. 
Um, but I didn't escape childhood unscathed as, as most of us don't. And so I also experienced, you know, some adverse childhood events and my own traumas and ruptures in those attachments. You know, my, my family is no stranger to divorce, um, which has come with a lot of beauty and love and extensions in my family with half siblings and step siblings, but also that grief and loss. Um, and even my experience as a twin, you know, I think there that you can't be a twin and not be compared to your sibling. And so I think there was a lot of comparison growing up and, and, you know, identifying with who am I in this twin role. And I remember my mom telling me that I was the more sensitive one. <laughs> and my favorite, my favorite book was a uh, childhood book was a book called uh, saggy baggy elephant. And she said that every time she read it to me, that I would, that I would cry. And I was, I was so worried about the elephant. And so I'm sure that that's somewhere in my story too, that it, maybe I'm the more sensitive one. And, you know, often felt like I had something to prove when you're, when you're being compared. And so I think that's why I identify so deeply with helping others, you know, like I said, kind of tap into their power and their voice and their healing. And that has really been, my my why um i remember you had steve zolak on here um a few months ago and he talks so much about the why as well and i think you know we we have so much that we experience both in our past present and thinking about where we're going but if we can really be anchored in our purpose which is you know, kind of a self-regulating tool that I've used, um, especially, you know, Steve's really challenged me and some of the training and things that we did together to think more, more deeply about that. And so I think that's, that's why even this transition to being a host, you know, just, just makes so much sense for me, even though of course I'm freaking out about it too, but I, um, I'm just so passionate about helping helping others, you know, learn and grow and heal. So I'm really, really excited to be here, Karen. And, and like I said, it's, it's still just all feeling, feeling like, like really pinch me. Is this, is this really happening? But I'm very, very excited and honored. Yeah. What would you say you're most excited about in becoming the host of the Attachment Theory in Action podcast? Well, I, like I said, I'm a lifelong learner and overthinker. And so I love having deep conversations with just amazing people. And sometimes they might be people that we've all heard of and have a lot of accolades behind their name. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, uncovering those people who have so many important things to say to in the attachment and mental health world. And I just can, you know, it really fills my cup up um, when I can have those, those beautiful kind of transformational conversations that I've heard you do so many times on this podcast. And so I would say, I'm just excited to, to keep diving in and exploring new guests because there's, you can never run out of topics with right. you know, different angles, different ways to think about this. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited to keep diving into that and exploring new guests and helping others grow. I think this podcast and, and maybe we don't call it professional development enough. And I know 
it's, but that's really what it can be. I mean, it's helped me in my growth. And I think it's also such an amazing support for parents and caregivers and educators to, to learn and grow just by tuning in every week. And so I'm, I'm just really excited to be part of that. Yeah, yes. Well, I know that uh, you also had some questions that you were going to ask me today as I pass the baton to you and as I prepare to say goodbye to my beloved audience out there. Yeah, so I first just want to acknowledge, you know, what even though as excited as I am to be moving in as host and as excited as I am for you, Karen, to be moving on to your next adventure and chapter in life, that that, that still comes with the heaviness of, of grief and loss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I think in this field, we get good at, or at least we get a lot of practice with holding really big feelings and feelings that can be, you know, on the polar opposite end of the spectrum from each other. So I'm really holding that in this transition, Karen, of, you know, being so excited for this next chapter, but also the grief and the loss that I know is going to come for this podcast and for this community and listeners, you know, it's about attachment. And so Mm -hmm. I know that they have gotten attached to you, um, you know, you, you provide that predictability and that consistency and you really model the attachment dance with the guests that you, that you bring on. Um, and, you know, and I'm sure likewise for you, because you care so much about this podcast and we can hear that and feel that in your interviews. And so I'm sure you've also gotten attached as well. So, just want to kind of name that and assure you that, you know, your what you've created and the foundation and the heart of this attachment that I'm going to try my best to, to carry on that legacy. Of course, I can't be you. And I think one thing I've learned um, anytime I've stepped into a, a role that someone's previously done is that I can't, you know, none of us can do that, I, you know, so I can just be me. Um, but I'm just so curious for you, Karen, how, how you're doing with, with this um, upcoming transition. Yeah, well, um, as you said, you know, um, it's about attachment and I do feel um, very connected, you know, to the the listeners and, you know, it's always so wonderful and, you know, you'll experience this as well when people get in touch with you about an episode and, oh my gosh, you know, I really learned so much from that or, um, oh, that was so interesting. Um, so I, I think, you know, it's, it, it's saying, saying goodbye to, to that audience. And, um, but hopefully we will be encountering each other in other spaces. Um, so it's, it's definitely bittersweet. Yeah, I bet. Um, what are maybe one or some of the most important lessons that you've learned about yourself as a host? Hmm. Well, when I first started the podcast, one of, uh, one of the reasons that I started the podcast was at Shadok, I was asked about starting to write a blog. And 
when I was asked, you know, I'm, I can write, you know, um, but my passion is really much more about conversations with people. Like I am a connector and a collaborator and I, because of that, I have a lot of relationships with, with different people that I thought would be, uh, I would much rather share in a conversation with someone than do the, do the blogging. And, um, so it was like, oh, okay. Um, and I think what I, I learned from that is it was so true. This medium was so much better for me. I'm an extreme extrovert and, you know, I'm a person that even though I can write when I need to, I have to like set a timer for a certain amount of time and then not get up, you know? And so it, it's, I can do it, but it takes discipline where I love having conversations with people. And so I think I, I would say my, what I learned was um, I, I was confirmed in that this was a much better medium for me. That would be one thing for sure that I, I learned from the experience. I hope I learned that about myself too. And, and like I said, you can feel that in your, in your interviews, it's palpable. So, um, can you share more? You've, you've interviewed such a, a beautiful range of, of guests from, from parents to big authors and everyone in between. Can you share more about what you've learned from guests or maybe some of your most memorable guests that you've had? Yes. Yes. Um, gosh, well, when we first started, the podcast was sort of a companion to the launch of the attachment theory in action book. And so that was an edited collection, that book. And so my first interviews were with everybody who wrote chapters in that book. So that was really great because these folks were all people that I've known a lot of years out in that whole world of people that love attachment theory and attachment work. And so those were my beginning interviews. And, and so that was that was a nice way to to start because I knew all of them, you know, and, you know, so, um, you know, that's that stood out for me just like that the whole launch of the whole thing, like the book, the podcast, just that whole experience and the idea of naming the podcast, the same title as the book, all of that. And people who know me know I love a launch. I love like something exciting new to work on, to put into the world. So that was wonderful. I also learned um, that just ask, there were a lot of people that I would have kind of dreamed of having on the podcast and would have thought, oh, you know, this little old podcast, you know, that Karen's doing, you know, they're not going to be interested in something like that. And so I've been learning this lesson many years at Chadock, um, from our CEO, Debbie Reed, who'd say, all I can say is no, Karen. All they can say is no. And I've had to learn that over and over through the years because I think there's reasons in my own history that I thought I couldn't survive a no. 
So I would be afraid to ask. Um, and but but what I she was right. I mean, she was right. Um, for the most part, I've not had a lot of people say no. And of course, one of my interviews um, that was at the um, I don't you know, they're all so different. But I'll say the pinnacle, but that I, I mean, have hesitant to say that because there were so many special things. But many now my interview with Mary Piper was a huge thing for me. I, I was just so excited to get that booked. I have followed. I have every book she's ever written. Um I have followed everything that she does along with Harriet Lerner, who is no longer, just in case anybody's wondering, she claims she's no longer accepting podcast interview requests. Mm-hmm. Um, so but maybe she'll change her mind at some point. But um so but so I wasn't able to have her on, but those are sort of two, you know, they're not exactly the first people you think of with attachment, but, but then again, they are in a way. And so having them on having Bethany Saltman after I read strange situation that I was, I was so excited to have her on, but it's also been equally as exciting to interview people that maybe um, aren't, as well known or or don't have as much of an audience they're in the trenches they're plugging away they're trying to like find new ideas for working with these cases that they're feeling so overwhelmed by and there have been really just so many wonderful nuggets in those interviews too um so it it's just been such such an amazing journey and I have absolutely loved every minute of it. Yeah, we've been so glad to be part of the journey with you, Karen. And that kind of leads to my next question, which you kind of already alluded to, because I was going to say, ask if you had any advice for me. And so one of the nuggets I just heard was, you know, just ask and, and don't be afraid to, to hear no, which I'm sure I always have more work to do in that area too, but I'm, I'm coming for you guests. So I'm going to be asking, (laughs) but any other, any other advice you have for me as, as I move into host? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that I wanted to be part of the brand of this podcast was that it was in depth, in depth interviews And that was the reason that I made the interviews an hour. Now, the reason I put them into a part one and a part two was because of an avid, because I'm an avid podcast listener and I don't like one hour podcasts. (laughs) It's like too much. Like I like to get it it done. And so even though a person's not really getting it done, because there's a second part of my interviews, they can have that. I don't know. Maybe it's something in me, Jenna, where I want to check off the list. Like I did something. So I had to have like the first part that I could check off. Um, But at the same time, I found that I could only sort of scratch the surface in a 20 or 30 minute interview. So, and and I knew that I wanted these to be more in-depth interviews. So that was an important thing of how I wanted the attachment theory in action brand to be. And what that required then was um, really familiarizing myself with the person's work that... I was going to be interviewing them about. So 
although that that was time consuming, I like yourself, I'm a lifelong learner. And so it was sort of like constant ongoing learning for me also. It was really keeping me um, clicking down um, the the road of, of, of these different folks and what they were writing and how they were thinking and what they were talking about. And so I would say that I, I was learning so much too as I tried to prepare for these interviews in a way that was more in depth than some podcasting out there. That's great advice. And I think it gives me as host, like an excuse to, not that I need another excuse to keep learning and growing, but um, yeah, to, to just get into that stealth mode and, and learn as much as I can about upcoming guests. And like I said, you've really modeled that so beautifully. So I hope to continue that, that legacy, Karen. Um, so speaking of doing research, <laughs> I, I looked at your social media and you had recently posted a song um, by REO Speedwagon called Time for Me to Fly. Yes. And, you know, music can be so powerful. So I'm just curious, you know, what, why that song and, and what, what's next for you, Karen? I'm sure listeners are really curious too. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, you know, I started, um, well, first of all, I have to tell you, you know, my, my daughter was like, mom, what are you doing with Pandora? You should be doing Spotify. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm used to Pandora. And she's like, I really think you would like Spotify, Bob. You have to check out Spotify. So, so I, 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 you know, moved over there and started listening. And of course you can create a playlist on Spotify and that's not something you can do on Pandora, at least not the plan I had. Maybe there's some super, super duper premium thing that I didn't have. And so I thought, I want to create a playlist to mark starting this next chapter in my career, because I agree with you that that music is just so important. And I, I, I also knew that this is such a big step for me after nearly 30 years at Chaddock to be moving on to the next chapter of my professional life that I needed like tangible markers, you know, and, and this playlist is, is one of them. And so I wanted to, um, you know, honor, you know, what I was able to contribute while I was at Chaddock, but in the spirit of moving on, remember that I can fly other places too. It's time for me to fly from there, time for me to fly on my own. So I'm going to be busy, you know, setting up my own uh, practice and continuing to do supervision and consultation and training and in all of the things that I love to do out there. Um, I'll be working on uh, you know, Karen Doyle, buckwalter.com is, is where my website will be. That's where people will find me. Not yet. It's under construction, but I don't see, you know, really changing my focus. Um, I think I'll just be doing a lot of the things that I was most passionate about independently out there. So I'm hoping I'll still be, you know, running into folks who would listen to a podcast like this other places. Well, that sounds like a next beautiful step for you. And, um, you know, there's a line in that 
song that says it hurts to say goodbye, but it's time for me to fly. And I think our listeners would probably agree that you've already been flying, but (laughs) you know that you are going to spread your wings even more. Um, And I just want to wish you the best of luck, Karen. I hope you'll come back and, you know, be a guest because we'll continue to learn so much from you. Um, and I, and I just want to express my deepest gratitude and I'm sure I'm, I'm doing that on behalf of the, the listening community as well for just the beautiful gifts that you've brought and contributed as host of attachment theory and action podcasts. Like I said, just modeling that attachment dance and um, helping us all learn and grow more personally and professionally. So thank you. And like I said, I will try to hold your roots and your presence um, here as, as we move on. Um, but just like I said, want to, to thank you and wish you all the luck. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And to my precious listeners out there, it's it's goodbye, at least on the Attachment Theory and Action podcast, but I hope it's going to be hello in other spaces. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Attachment Theory in Action. Please follow our site, tkcchattock.org, or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for future episodes. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave a review and share with your professional network. For additional resources, training opportunities, and blogs, please visit tkcchattock.org. We hope you'll join us again as we continue to explore the world of adoption, trauma, and attachment theory. 